It's time for the Afternoon Drive. Uh, welcome into the program, the Afternoon Drive here on Monday. We had a, you know, the Lord has, has looked down upon us and shined his, his bright light on us with this weather that we've had around these parts. It's and like It's like the fall, and it's not quite the fall yet. It's still summer by all accounts. I'm driving around. I've got the, I've got the the the, the moonroof, sunroof, whatever you call it. Got it open. Got the windows down. Got the beautiful Afroy uh, locks flowing around in the wind, and it's uh, it's been a good time to be alive. So, um, what are we going to talk about today, B Smooth in the booth? Uh, What's happening, buddy? I don't know, man. How, how you been? I had a great weekend. How about you? I, I, you, you did a little comedy this weekend. Yes, I, I, I did. A little, little stand up, if you want to call it that. <laughs> well, I mean, it wasn't a complete disaster, right? No, nah, they, they didn't hook you or boo you off the stage today. Nah, I mean, <laughs> I, I had one joke that I wrote, and nobody laughed at it. And then through sheer power of what I will call swagger, <laughs> I made them laugh and got off the stage. Well, like I said, if nothing else, keep it sexy. That's the rule of that's the yeah. overall rule of thumb. That's definitely the rule of the uh, the big nasty show here on the afternoon drive. Uh, I want to let you know that this is brought to you by our friends over here at NickSteinLaw.com. I saw a fender bender on the way over here. I thought I wasn't going to make it in time, but uh, it was cleaned up pretty quickly. Uh, but if you have any kind of accident, fender bender, you run through a red light, anything like that, personal injury of some sort, uh, social security claims, all these things, Nick Stein can take care of that for you in a timely manner. It's 812-948-6000, or you can find him at nicksteinlaw.com. He's in uh, southern Indiana, Kentuckyana, as we like to say. So welcome into the program. I was looking at the weather again. It's supposed to be beautiful this week. Uh, hopefully you're, uh, you've got your first, your Funday Monday, <laughs> bloody Monday, Sunday, bloody Monday. Uh, hopefully you're almost through, and as as most people do in Louisville, they get off around three or four. It seems like they work different times all through yeah. Louisville. It's like you, no matter where you're at, it's like the, we get off at three, or there's there's not really a first, second, and third shift clear cut around here, but they work all those. So um, if you're driving around in your car listening to us on 1450 AM, uh, we want to commend you because you made the right choice. Uh, pretty much th- Across the board is the right choice. And enough of those throughout the day will lead to a better life. Right that's, right, that's what I'm saying. It's like an apple. It's like the apple statement. You know, what's that What's that expression? An apple a day keeps the doctor away? Well, uh, 1450 a.m. once a day keeps the blues away. Yes. Keeps the Jones away, if you know what I'm saying. So very excited about tonight's Monday night football game. Football is back. We're only a few short weeks away from the start of the NFL. Do you know how excited I am right now, Brandon? Uh, Fortunately, no. there's a table between me and you, so you really can't tell. No, how, I really can't tell how excited you are about <laughs> Well, I'm not going to stand up to give you full clarity on this, but uh, I'm excited about football. As is, so many of our listeners are doing their fantasy football drafts. They are diving into these as we speak. The weekends are filled with a plethora of, of football drafts. Everybody's scrambling to get 10 people together the same day at the same time. That's harder than it used to be, by the way, with these kids and hooligans running around. Have you done any drafts yet? No, I'm one of those kids and hooligans who can't get <laughs> ten people together at once. It really is a problem. No, you're completely right. Well, you're not really a kid anymore. You're you're working your way towards you not being a kid, right? You, um, you understand? You're no, you're not, you're not, you're not haggardly like I am, but uh, you're no no kid. So, but today we're talking about uh, we're going to talk wide receivers today. And then on Friday, we're going to talk. What are we going to talk about on Friday? Quarterbacks or running backs? Which one of these is more important? I don't know. See, it's I'm under the opinion that quarterback is very deep, so it's not as important. Wow, interesting, interesting. That's a good, interesting point. Uh, and running backs, you almost have to have two solid running backs on your team, don't you, to to compete? Right. 
So and here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do on Friday. Um, I, I I may or may not have some guests, some special guests that are in town. They're they're off the tour before they go on to another tour. They finished their summer tour and they're they're going out on their fall winter tour here in a few weeks. Um, the kids from Houndmouth may be stopping by on Friday or calling in. Um, but in addition to that, we're going to do we're just going to do them both. We're going to do quarterbacks and running backs on Friday. And that way we'll be done. Most of the drafts will be happening between now and the next two weeks, three weeks, because we they have to because the season starts. When is the official opening day of the season? Isn't it the fourth? Uh, I can get on that for you. I think yeah, it's find a- that. Look, look, see if you can find that for me. Um, and also want to let you know if you if you if you are driving around in your car listening to fourteen fifty AM on your radio and you have any kind of car issues or car problems, just remember that there's always the doors are always open, almost always open at Oxmore Ford Service. They've extended their hours actually. It's right next to the Oxmore Mall. Um, they've extended their hours from seven AM till nine PM on Monday through Friday and eight AM till four on Saturday. So if you need to get your car fixed, Tuned up, revved up, ready to go out there. I'm sure you've already got nice blades, nice shoes on your your ride. Uh, both of us do, of course. Of course. Uh, but if you've already got that, but you need a little maintenance, a little, little touch-up work, uh, Oxmoor Ford Service Center, that's where you want to go. Um, so uh, we also have, apparently, last night there was some theatrics in the already astute uh, Boston Red Sox and New York Yankee rivalry. And it, got, it, 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 it reared up a little bit last night. It was it was kind of interesting. I actually was watching, which is unusual for for a Sunday night. Usually, but that was right before um, right before I left to go see Old Baby down at the the new vintage. Yes, you didn't told me get, about that. Didn't get a chance to make it down there. No, I was I was out doing comedy all night, and then my phone died. There was well, that's that's because you're a busy 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 man. Yeah, um, not busy trying to keep it smooth or sexy, because obviously you've got that in in the bag. But got that uh, in my back pocket. That's right. <laughs> Just pull it out, pull it out at, at your leisure. But there was a lot of big players within the local mu- music scene that were out and about at the new vintage and old baby. They gave it, it was five bucks to get in and they gave a CD away. So that was pretty cool. But before I left to go down there, uh, I was watching the, the Red Sox Yankees game because, you know, A-Rod, win, lose, draw, yes, no, guilty, not guilty. It's good for baseball and good for ratings. People were filling up the seats, away games and home games. He's filling up the seats, which takes me back to this age long question that I've always had. If you are a GM or you're in the front office of, a, of an organization, in this case it's Kashner, if you're, if you're in the front office and you walk in the door and you see your star player, he fills the seats every night, 50 bucks plus per ticket. He fills the seats every night and you walk into the, 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 the bathroom in the clubhouse and he's got a needle sticking out of his arm or he's rubbing some of that antler spray on him or whatever the kids do. I don't I don't know what the kids do. What are the kids doing? I mean, you know what's going down. I mean, I could tell you, but you wouldn't want to know. I don't know. It might enhance my performance. We can talk about that off the air. I don't want to talk a little off air. So anyway, my point is, my point being, if you're the GM of a major organization and you've got a huge cash cow, you walk into the bathroom and here he is. He's got a needle stuck in his arm. He's shooting performance enhance- enhancement drugs. Are you, are you, sh- are you quick to to turn him in or turn your head is the question. You turn your head. We're talking about millions and millions of dollars. People people will kill, rape, steal, all these things, pillage, for a lot less money than that. A lot less money than that. This is, you know, it's his body. I'm not condoning cheating because I'll cheat. I'll cheat to get an edge. You know, you know I will. 
I cheat. I cheat to get to you to that fridge to get that candy bar that DJ Yates left back there. No, I know. You know what I'm saying? I cheat. I'll not. It's like that's why I can't be a jockey. If there's a if there's a bear chasing me and you, you will not hesitate to trip. <laughs> I, I'm aware of this. Uh, uh, trust me. You, you as soon as you started thinking about it, you would already be falling down from the trip. If you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but my and I've also also think that in that same sense, they'll all cheat. So, last night, Ryan Dempster uh, decides to he throws his first pitch and it goes behind a rod. The first one just missed him. Second pitch, he beans him in the back. It actually hit him right on that. He wears a big collar, uh, big shoulder, elbow protection device or whatever. It hit him right on that. So I don't think it really hurt him too much. It didn't seem to anyway. Uh, but for no apparent reason, but, but the the attention surrounding these uh, P- PEDs. So um, the question is, do you think he hit him on purpose? Well, of course. <laughs> well, there's. He says he didn't. Red Sox, Yankees. Red you know, Sox, Yankees. A Rod's out here snitching. I saw a li- something earlier about how A Rod paid for Tony Bosch's attorneys. Yeah, he was. He was. He was tampering with evidence. Like this is tampering on the next level, though. Like, I, but he's I, they're, they're, the, the point. They're all guilty, man. Be smooth. They are all guilty. There, there's way more of them that that haven't been convicted or caught. Are they all guilty of tampering? Well, well I they're guess. not all guilty of tampering, but this is also being scrutinized way more than any of any of these others. You know, these minor leaguers, they weren't following all them. You know, no one gives you know no one gives a crap about minor leaguers. You know, right now they were saying in the news that that this a rod attention has actually been a good thing and a blessing for Ryan Braun because it's taken a lot of the attention away from him and the focus away from him. Did you see what Ryan Braun told everybody in 2011 to get him on his side? About his family and stuff? No, Ryan Braun got a bunch of players on his side, and he said, and the way he got him on his side was, he said, I've heard from a reliable source, the man who took the sample is an anti-Semite, and Ryan Braun is Jewish. Oh, he he, he played yeah, that. card. That's right. He did play that card. I, I, I didn't remember side. exactly what was going down, but he did play that card. You're right. You're right. So it doesn't matter to me. Like I said, I, the point is, is they're all going to cheat. And they are all all have been cheating. What happens? What happens five years down the road or four years down the road when they find out that Miguel Cabrera has been juicing for 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 ten years of his career? You, you see, he's he put on a hundred pounds from from when he first entered the league. He was a we leadoff about, hitter. That's what I'm saying. He hit speed. You know, he don't run anymore. He doesn't run anymore. It's just like you know, just go out there, get the wrists moving. He you've seen his swing. He's not even putting that whole body into the swing. It's just it's just wrists and shoulders and turn. It's like, what happens? They're talking about him. His, his colleagues, mind you, have been talking about him that in saying things like best ever, could be the best ever, in the conversation with the best ever. So what happens four or five years around the road and he gets he gets caught red-handed. Someone comes out and says, look, I personally injected Miguel Cabrera. I'm not saying he did. I'm not saying he did. But what what happens then? He's the best hitter in baseball. He is it, – it, Arguably the best hitter in baseball. Who 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 else would even be considered in the conversation? Nobody. I think that it'll it's going to get to a point one day where people of a younger generation who I guess who I think don't care as much they're going to say, well, okay, maybe maybe such and such was using performance enhancing drugs. However, every pitcher he was going against was well, also it, it, right. that, that begs the, the, that's the uh, the equalizer. That's the, the grand equalizer because. You know, it, I would say I would say that the number is as big as sixty percent have either attempted or tried to use them to some capacity, or 
currently or we're using them over an extended period of time. I would say that that number could easily be as big as 60%. We're talking multiple million dollars. We're talking huge, huge guaranteed contracts. We're talking the kind of money that when you walk into a room, people do things for you. And not even that. We're talking about a lot, like the majority of uh, Major League Baseball players come from third world countries. They come from your Venezuelans. From poverty. And your Cubas. If you come over to America and you take performance enhancing drugs and all they're going to do is suspend you for 50 games, well, they didn't send you back to Panama. They didn't send you back to the DR. That was my point with Elvis Cabrera from San Diego. You know, it's like, yeah, that's a 50-game suspension on a team that's not in contention. He, it, It's like, okay, you can't play the rest of the season. You can come back next year. Slap on the wrist as far as I'm concerned. Take a vacation and enjoy living in... like it, a, a, Wherever he's from. Right. No, he, it, it, not even that. It's like you don't have to go back. You can stay in America and drive your Cadillac and, and go to O'Charlie's. Oh, you know, you don't have to go well, back to where you're from. I mean, O'Charlie's, that's a pretty stout... Establishment wherever, but, but, he but eats. it's not about where. It's exactly it's whatever you want. Exactly, they didn't my take point. any. They didn't take any money from him. They didn't take any money from him. So not like he has doesn't have some. You know, it's, he's probably uh, it, 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 supporting it, his family down wherever. You know, you know, wherever. it's it's the same thing when when you heard all these people when Tiger Woods and then we'll get, we'll get to a break here in just a second. Um, you heard all these people when Tiger Woods came. You know, his his wife was in the driveway with a golf club and he she bashed the front of the she bashed the front of the Explorer. And, uh, you know, Tiger was was he was caught or allegedly caught with these it's all these models and supermodels that he was flying out to his yacht and all this stuff. You hear these normal everyday folks like you and I and these women when that first went down, they were like, Tiger is the Antichrist. They, they, they really they really they, they were they wanted him dead. They wanted him hanging from from the Times Square. And my thoughts to, to, to the especially to the ladies, it's like, listen to me. That man that you lay in bed with at night, right beside you, he has nowhere near the access to these fine quality women that Tiger Woods had access to. Well, maybe the Bennigan's waitress. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. But it, the man laying, my point is, the man laying beside you that you want Tiger Woods killed because of his action, the man laying beside you is cheating probably with, he's probably cheating with somebody at work as we speak. And we're not talking about nearly or would or would do what Tiger did in that situation. There was a lot of a heartbeat. There's a lot of guys sitting there passing judgment on Tiger Woods, and all y'all sitting in your car right <laughs> now know that you would have done exactly what he would have done. Probably are already doing it with a lesser quality woman. Right. You just don't want to say it in front of your wife, your girlfriend, who your mama, whoever. <laughs> Instead you, of flying her to the yacht, you're taking her to the back of the Volkswagen. Yeah, you just uh, you just don't want to uh, talk to it, man. Uh, all right, listen, we're gonna take a quick break here, and when we come back, we're gonna talk fantasy wide receivers because it's coming up man we got to get it done here real soon so uh, we'll be right back with you here on the big nasty show on the afternoon drive 1450 the sports buzz and 1450 the sports like these are days i love running around going nowhere glad i get to steal all your time smiling because i know that i'm the one that makes you smile love the way you say my name and how you laugh at all the stupid things i say
Oh, we, you know how to set this party off. Yes, I do. I think I heard a reference to Luther. Yeah. Some Luther Vandross in the background there. That always sets the party <laughs> off right, man. I'm telling you, if I just had my smoker's gown or my smoker's coat and my my silk, my silk's drawers, if you silk would. Draws. <laughs> my silk drawers. My silk drawers. That's what we call them. Uh, welcome into the after, back to the afternoon drive here. Welcome back. Uh, this portion of the program is brought to you by, speaking of being smooth, this guy is a smooth, smooth operator. This is Paul Kiger, Paul Kiger Metric Group. Anything you need. You need to sell a house. You need to buy a house. You need to refinance a house. You need to rent a house. You need to just change your perspective. Give Paul Kiger Metro Group a call. It's 502-314-6748. Again, 502-314-6748. Or you can find them at paulkigerhomes at gmail.com. And uh, they're going to find you what you're after. It's it's that easy. It's just Paul Kiger Metro Group, a REMAX Advantage. So um, you know what else? Uh, we were talking about golf uh, last week a little bit, and it and – and I was just told a bird just chirped in my ear again. We still have these cards. Really? We, can you believe this? This is called the this is called the uh, Bluegrass Tour card. It's it's brought to you by Shop21Live.com. Uh, this is fifty dollars, man. Six golf courses with a cart. I thought we were out. Honestly, I, I, I can't believe we're not. Dugan told me I couldn't get one. I tried to get one like last week. That's what I'm saying because there's so there's. You, you have to act now if you want one. It's that simple because there's only a few left here of these cards. Uh, again, you can find them at shop21live.com, and it will walk you through it there, or you can call it 502-964-2121. Uh, that's also the same number that you can get a hold of the Sunday evening programming the with Greg Brom. It's the Sports Buzz Live on Sunday evenings at 11 o'clock. Uh, you can call into this live. It's a live television show here in Louisville that you can actually call in and hear yourself on the air live television. I mean, it's you know, it's pretty cool. It's, we're and, the only ones doing it. And you talk to Louisville football royalty. That's one of the Brahms. The, the They're Bra- like the Mannings he, around here, right? He, yeah, in this part, these parts they are. Uh, Louisville. Speaking of Louisville football, before we get into this fantasy talk, didn't have much of a turnout the other day for the um, whatever they call that. The the open practice. I think there was. I think there was a turnout. I, I just think that part of the issue was people were at the beer stands, and that's a huge, huge stadium we got over there. That's and, a huge Cardinal Stadium is a huge venue, right? For uh, a practice, right? And but and te- but Ted, Teddy was looking styling. Yeah, Teddy's always styling. Though. Yeah, uh, we it, actually met. I met Teddy. I did a little interview with Teddy last year. We're Teddy gonna, Heisman. Yeah, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk. I Bridgewater. You. Bridgewater. Teddy Heisman Bridgewater? Is that what? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, his last name is Heisman. Here's a, back to the conversation we had before about how he can, the, the Cardinals can win every game this season and not go to a, a, a the, the championship game. They can win every game this week, this year, and legitimately not go to the NCAA championship football game. And therefore, does if, if your schedule is weak, you're not going to be, you're not going to be highly touted in the Heisman conversation. I'm telling you. 
I think at this point, though, there's such a cloud over Johnny Manziel, and then, like, you're not going to give it to Clowney. He plays defense. Like Manziel's not going to have as good of a year this year. Right. He's and not going to have this good, good of a year. Too much scrutiny on him. All his Too wide much, receivers are gone. His wide receivers are gone. That's Left not tackle's the, gone. And the, the defense is not as good as it was last year. They, they, they ended up giving the ball back to him a lot. Uh, so I, I just don't think Manziel's going to have the big year. I think someone else is going to step up this year. I think someone else that's not being talked about uh, – just below the surface, I think, is going to step up and win the Heisman this year. Marquise Lee? Possibility, possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to do my research a little bit once the season starts. Uh, but anyway, that's that's what I think. So, But it, it just seemed like a little bit of a light turnout. Kenny, Kenny Klein, the, the AD, he said he was a director. He said he... It was they're going to allow booze at the, at the practice. I, I, What's your thoughts on this? I think that, again, I think that... Like, like we don't fill the yum center for our pra- like the red white scrimmage. Like that's not what Louisville fans do. Louisville they, fans they might this year with a national championship team. I still don't think they will, man. It's tough to fill the yum center. Yeah, and like it, it's it's tough to build these massive stadiums that Tom Jurich has built. Like it, it, I feel like a few thousand people could have been out there, five, ten thousand people, which is, I mean, they were practicing. Like let's let's be all the way real here. They Le- were practicing. Legitimate practice. They weren't not, playing not an actual Cin- game. Right. Or they weren't like playing that. Cincinnati or anybody like that. Like, do you think they lose any games this year? If so, who do they lose to? I think if they lose, like they beat themselves, and it's to UConn or Cincinnati. That's the only two chances, is it, unless it's a, f- a complete fluke of some sort. That those are the only two teams that have a shot of beating them. I mean, what, I don't even know who they've like built, Tulane, Memphis. Come they've, on, they've solidified the defense. Memphis can win if they if when the players get to Memphis, people from Memphis come up and stab them. <laughs> then you, Memphis has you, a shot. You're, you're suggesting victory by killing. No, I'm suggesting. I mean, I'm <laughs> victory suggesting, by assault. <laughs> I'm suggesting that's what goes down in Memphis. Uh, Memphis, wow. Memphis is a Memphis is a tough place to live, I imagine. But it's, Memphis it, is just tough all the way yeah, around. But man. there's a lot of a lot of good talent that comes out of Memphis. So a That's lot of these Kimberly. kids. So, uh, JTT, <laughs> JTT. He's from Memphis. Is he from Memphis? Yeah, man. He owns uh, part of the uh, the uh, Grizzlies. Uh, I'm, talk about smooth. Now he may be the one person that's got more smoothness than either you or myself. It's this guy, Justin Timberlake. He's got his hands on everything. He's Don't. like Jay Z. He's like the white Jay Z. The only person who rivals him in terms of white boy smoothness <laughs> is Robin Thicke. Oh, wow. Like, those are two titans wow. of white boy smoothness. Wow, but white boy smoothness. So, I mean, he, it, Justin, he drops an album and it's, it's immediately platinum. It doesn't take, but it doesn't take but a couple of days, if not instantaneously. So, uh, speaking of smoothness, let's get into this. Let's get into this fantasy, uh, wide receiver conversation here. We've got a few short weeks. Did we find out what the actual opening day of the season was? Did we get lost in that mix? September fifth. That's what I. Yeah, I knew it was early. It's, it's it's like when we used to go back to school in high school was when football season starts. So uh, September fifth. So we've got uh, most people were doing their drafts on Saturday and Sunday. The next couple of weeks, I've got two of them to do on Sunday. I've got one at three thirty and one at whenever nine o'clock or something like that. One so, at whenever we decide. <laughs> well, you know, it's like getting ten people together on the same page. Especially I'm, right, when, I'm especially, right there with you. Especially ones that have hooligans, little kids running around and. And, and husbands and wives and all that stuff. So responsibilities. I hate responsibilities. You know that though. So that's why we work and, in radio, right? <laughs> I, guess, I guess so. Uh, let's break this down in three different categories here. Let's go with two people that you might take a shot going early in the draft with um, wide receiver to position, and you can call in on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz line. It's three eight four fourteen fifty. If you want to give us a, your two cents on any of that or your three cents, whatever you want, just give us a call on that line. We uh, we've got. Uh, Two guys that 
are like I said, you could pick in the first round or two that you, that you might build a team around in the wide receiver position or take a chance with two guys in the middle of the draft where you're happy if you got them in the middle of the draft or uh, you know moderate sleepers, whatever you want to call it, and then we'll have two busts. Uh, that we don't want to that, that that you're going to stay away from this year. You just don't feel you're not feeling the vibe. So, um, so you got that. Be smooth. Uh, so, so we'll start with um, our two uh, bona fides. That this is like say you've got the the ninth pick in the draft and running backs go off the board. This is the type of guy you might take a chance on. And uh, I I didn't go with the obvious the the number one overall stud because that's you know I I, I sway from the the course a little bit. But I've got two guys in this position. Uh, and this might take yours too, and that's fine. But uh, first is AJ Green up in up in uh, Cincinnati. Okay, um, I've loved him to death. He, I've got Superman love for him. Um, I'd probably touch him inappropriately if I had the opportunity. That's mm-hmm. the kind of. I mean, you're not going to judge me, are you? No, no, okay. no. That's, so, I understand. Anyway, but he. Uh, it's another year with him and Dalton to get connected. Connected. There's a. They have a, an improved and underrated defense in Cincinnati. They got uh, Harrison from Pittsburgh. From, to play outside, he's going to be play outside linebacker, but he's playing from the slot position linebacker like Erlacher did. So they've got that solidified the defense, which means they're going to get the ball back to him. They got um, Ben Jarvis Green Ellis uh, is their running back, and they also I, I'm I'm drawing a blank right now, but they have someone else that's fighting him for the starting role. Giovanni Bernard. The and, rookie from uh, yes, North Carolina. Yes, that's he, exactly. He looked really good there. That's what night. I'm saying. So he may not, he, but either way, they've got a solid running back there, and they can mix it up. And all the football teams are, are, are going running back by committee. That's part of the discussion of what's more important, quarterback or running back, too, which we'll get into on Friday. But A.J. Green is my guy that that I might take a chance with if I've got a, a early like a early second round or late first round pick, uh, if someone had already swiped Calvin Johnson. Because if you get a chance to get Calvin Johnson, you're going to get him. Right. You're not going to get him in the second round. You're not going to get him in the third round. So um, that's A.J. Green. And then um, th- this guy, I think, is going to have a huge year on the comeback. He started to have a really good year towards the end of the year last year. He was injured early in the year. He's got Tony Romo throwing to him. So uh, that's always up for air, but up up in the air. But I think Des Bryant is going to have a, a surging uh, – mind-blowing season this year. I think he's, he could be potentially the number one wide receiver this year. Des Bryant, I watched uh, the Cowboys play the Cardinals the other night. Des Bryant was out there giving Patrick Peterson the blues. That's what I'm right? saying. And, and he just he's like, that's my football. I'm taking it. Yeah. And you're no. Not, no, you're not going to take this. He is all the raw talent in the world. A little bit of a head case, but I think there was a mention of some sort of mental thing going on a couple years back that they got He didn't want to carry somebody's like pads or something. Like. Right, but, but he also, there was a conversation about some mental stuff Whatever, and they remember they had a, the like yeah. a bodyguard on him, uh-huh. a, a team yeah, spokesperson, he, he and all that a, stuff. He had a babysitter. He had a babysitter. He had a big. He had a big boy babysitter. Uh, but I think he's past all that. I think towards the end of the season last year, he started to show you exactly how that's going to work out. He he was catching everything, throwing his way. Romo has got a chip on his shoulder because he can't ever get it done. He's the eternal bust in a lot of different ways. He's had some big fantasy seasons. Don't get me wrong. But as far as a, a, a leader, taking him to the playoffs, being successful in the playoffs, it's been scrutinized, and he just doesn't get the job done. Something, an interesting note on Tony Romo, if you actually go back and look at his stats when he played at Eastern Illinois, which is where he went to college. Eastern Illinois. He had the same exact fourth quarter, just bumbling, fumbling. <laughs> just, just fumble, right. bumble, bumble. Fumble, right. Bumsy, bumsy, boo. He had the same fourth quarter Mark Sanchez problems in college. I can't believe Mark Sanchez on a side complete curveball here. I can't believe he's even being considered in that equation 
to be the starting quarterback for the Jets. I, I can't believe they haven't dealt that guy. Well, they don't got anybody else. I'm not sure it's completely his fault, but still, you know. But anyway, that's my two studs that I would take early. A.J. Green, Des Bryant. Any thoughts? Yeah, no, I really like actually both of those picks because uh, the Cowboys aren't going to have anybody else to throw to. Jason Witten, maybe. But Des Bryant's going to be it. And then A.J. Green, like, I watched the Bengals play the other night. The big conversation was who's going to be the number two receiver. Well, Miles Austin in Dallas is going to is going to catch some balls, too. He's, right. he's, he's got talent. He was injured a lot last year, too, which is another mm-hmm. thing. So. And so if Miles Austin stays healthy, he might. But, yep. you know, I think that in Cincinnati you're looking at a Calvin Johnson-type situation. With where A.J. Dalton and A.J. have been together for so long. This is their fourth, third or fourth year now. Right. I think and, it's their third year. And AJ's so good, he can make it. I mean, you're not going to sit here and tell me that Matt Stafford's so, so good. No, Calvin Johnson makes him look pretty good. So You could, you could throw the rock to, to Calvin Johnson, right. and, he'd, and he'd, still, he'd still have a, over 1,000 yards. And so season. if Andy Dalton could just get it to AJ, then we're good. And, and Andy, Andy Dalton's a pretty good quarterback, mm-hmm. and, he, and it's another year to solidify his uh, play structure and everything else. Anybody else in that conversation that, that, that you might think Man, jumps I, up? I think that... A guy who just jumps out of nowhere. I'm shocked you didn't mention him. Larry Fitzgerald. Oh, a big resurging here there, too. He's got Carson Palmer throwing it to him now. You know, they got Larry Fitzgerald uh, just barely in the top 10 in my book. They got him ranked at ninth. But really? But he is, I had him the year that he was good. And then the last two years have been a little suspect for Larry, Larry Fitzgerald. Because he had John Skelton throwing it to him. Yes. So he's, yeah. He uh, he's gonna have a good year this year. So, um, so let's go let's go middle of the road. Let's go middle okay. of the road real quick, and then we'll 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 hit the other one on the on the way back from the break. So, uh, in the middle of the road, um, I've got a, a guy that for years was was supposed to blow up. He had sort of a down year last year, but I think he's gonna have a real good this year this year. I think Dwayne Bow from the Chiefs is gonna come back strong. All right, he's got Jamal Charles running. He had a small fluky little injury this in the preseason now, but he's gonna be back solid. He's a Killer running back, and he throw the ball out of the backfield. I believe they've got Alex Smith there. Yeah, they, that's another situation where he had Matt Castle throwing it to him, and Matt Castle's maybe not that good. Alex Smith is an upgrade, and not as good as they thought he was when he backed up Tom Brady up in New England. So they, yeah, exactly. So I think Dwayne Bowe's going to have a real, a real good year. And then uh, I'm going with my uh, my Steelers gold and black uh, with Antonio Brown. Um, he becomes the elite number one as Mike Wallace departs and goes to Miami. So he becomes the number one in Pittsburgh. Um, you'll probably be able to get him middle, late rounds. A lot of people, especially if you're not a Pittsburgh fan, because that's where my loyalties lie. So those two think guys, I think, uh, as uh, moderate sleepers in the middle would be would be uh, you could do a lot worse than that. So how about you? Anybody there? Man, honestly, I got Danny Amendola from nice. the New England Patriots. He's They're, like a faster Wes Welker. I don't know that he's going to be a sleeper necessarily or mild because. There he is making noise, and did you see he caught a touchdown the other day? Yeah. And he had like it was like every time Tom was looking his way, he said he and Tom says he trusts him when you have Belichick saying that he can count on him when he's got both of those guys in his corner, and that that could bode for a real big year. So good call on that one. So and then another guy he is uh, he's a he's a guy who's traded last year, um, and he uh, actually plays used to play for your Steelers. I don't know if he's going to be another sleeper. I haven't heard a whole bunch out of Mike Wallace. Well, that's 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 was, was he was one of the ones I was going to use for my for my busts. Oh, really? I just don't think he's got. I don't think that who's the quarterback T- in Tannehill. Yeah, I don't think Tannehill's got what it takes to throw. He is so fast. I th- I think that in uh, in Miami they had a situation like this. They had Brandon Marshall, and I had Brandon Marshall that year when he was Miami. He was like their only player, and he he was like it's like Trevor Bacon Kelsey says somebody's got to score. 
Like somebody's going to have to get a touchdown on that team. You're quoting Bacon. Yeah, is that he, what you're doing on my show? You're quoting Bacon. He, Are you he, kidding me? He it makes it makes sense sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes he does make sense. It's it, like if you let, if you put bacon, eggs, and sausage all in the same pot, cook it up, it all works. Yeah, and and, and he told me he said somebody's <laughs> got to score. You know, somebody's got to somebody's got to run. So somebody's going to have to catch a pass. Somebody's going to have to get in the end zone and. In Miami, there's nobody but Mike Wallace. Uh, all right, well, we'll 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 do we'll do our bus on the other side of the break here. We're going to talk busts, and then we have top three breakfast cereals. So if you want to call us at Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line, it's 502-384-1450. Give us a call. Tell us your top three and who you're staying away from in the fantasy season. Right here on the afternoon drive on fourteen fifty, the Sports Buzz. I don't understand what's so funny. <laughs> Did I just hear you use the reference? I get laughs. Yeah, no. I get I'm laughs. Doing, I'm doing it right. I get laughs. <laughs> Oh, uh, kind of like I get money, like what, I get laughs. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I'm with the, the premise of the conversation. Anyway, back, welcome back to the program. Here we got one little last segment. As we told you before, we're going to talk uh, top three breakfast cereals here to end the program. Uh, and we were talking fantasy football, and we're going to talk our busts here in just one second. I wanted to give a couple of props. Uh, first off, I wanted to prop uh, Joey Logano, one at Michigan in the NASCAR scene, the round and round, as I like to call it. The pure Michigan. 
the pure Michigan. That's, that's what it was. What, that's right. That's that's what that's what when we should we should when we talk about being sexy, we should put pure on the the front of it. It just it makes everything sound so much it's like, better. It's like be sm- be smooth. You're looking purely fresh today. Mm. Pure mm. fresh. Mm. Mm. You got pure velvet coming over, <laughs> coming over these airwaves. Wow, I tell you what, if people aren't out there masturbating right now, I don't know what's gonna what it's gonna take. So hey, uh, hey. Well, <laughs> careful now. Anyway, and also Europe. Europe beat the ladies in the um, the Solheim Cup, which is their equivalent of the Ryder Cup. The 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 women. It was a close one. It was a close one, but the Europeans uh, prevailed in that conversation. So, um, if you're not listening on 1450 AM as you're driving around your car, you may be listening on uh, 1450thesportsbuzz.com on your smartphone or on your computer or your laptop or uh, wherever you're not supposed to be listening when you're at work, whatever you're doing. Uh, but anyway, if you don't hear the show live, you can check uh, livesportscaster.com. They're our personal podcast provider. And you can check out all of the previous re- released local programming here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. Um, so back to what we were talking about. We were talking fantasy football wide receivers. We've got past our studs. We got past our middle ground, our sleepers. And now we're on our bust. These are two guys that you're going to stay away from in your upcoming drafts as they roll past. Um, you want to start, buddy? You want to start off? Yeah, yeah. Give me your two. Give me your two busts. You're staying away from these guys at all costs. I'm staying away from. First of all, I'm going to stay away from. I'm not going to make some local people mad. I'm oh. staying away from Randall Cobb. Uh oh. Of the Packers. Fluke. Fluke because speed. Lots of speed. He is very fast, and he can give you some kick return, punt return value if he's going to do that this year. But the Packers have, and historically have had seven wide receivers at a time, and they have Eddie Lacy. They shuffle around receivers like you shuffle around women. Yeah, like yeah, and whips. no, pretty and much. Whips. And whips. Yeah. Like, and <laughs> the thing is, he's going to learn that thing that most Kentucky players learn, and that there is only one ball. Wow. One what, person what you, gets the ball wow. at one time. Do you think Allen Iverson in NBA knew that? No. Well, he, <laughs> he never played for the Packers. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Aaron Rodgers, uh, I think Aaron Rodgers actually may have a little bit of a slightly down year this year, but you know he does. He puts big numbers up. And then my second guy I'm staying away from is, these are both two high, high round guys. That's why they're bust. Demarius Thomas from Ooh. Denver. I don't think Peyton Manning can throw the ball farther than 40 yards anymore. Not effectively. No, I think not he's, effectively. he's, he's had... He, did you see that? He's he's a, he's got the Dan Marino diaper on when he goes out to, on the field. You yeah. Know, you see that? It's like, you know, he's got the knee braces. The I agree with you. I, I don't think he's going to... It's not going to be an embarrassing year for Demarius Thomas, but they have him ranked in the top five in most most fantasy books, sixth, five, fourth, in that ballpark. He's not a four, five, or six guy off the board. Is, and I agree with you on that 100%. Um, my guys, on the other side of the spectrum, I have uh, the same kind of concept w- with the crowded wideout core, if you would. I'm going with Marquise Colston. Now, and there's a couple reasons. First of all, the Saints don't have any running game at all. Uh, they got rid of Chris Ivory this year. He's gone. He's up to the Jet. He's in New York. He's at the Jets. They, they have no running game at all. So you're going to do the same thing there. There's going to be like six or seven guys that are in and out. You've got James Graham who hogs all the end zone catches for for New Orleans. Breeze is always looking towards James Graham in the end zone. So you don't have – touchdowns are a non-factor. You might get six or seven of them throughout the season. But you're putting all of it into – got to take a high pick for him. And I just think, you know, I think this is the year that it's just – I don't think the Saints do it this year. I I just think – they're going to have another down year. They've been talking a lot of question marks in camp and all this stuff. So Marquise Colston is uh, is my my first one. 
And then I'm going. Uh, I'm going to New York for this one. I'm going to. I'm going to Eli's uh, partner. Uh, Say it he, ain't so. I am. Are you? Are you a Giants fan? No, but I think I know where you're going with this. Well, I'm not going as high as as Victor Cruz because I. Okay. I think Victor Cruz is going to is he he's going to take the center stage for Eli, but I'm going the other side of the ball. I'm going Hakeem Nix. I think Hakeem Nix is is fairly fast for his height. He's he's got decent hands, but he dropped a lot of important passes last year. That's why they were a non-factor last year. So I'm going Hakeem Nix, Marquise Colston. I'm not taking them, and I just don't like them. So I'm staying away from them all year. Um, Tom Brady says uh, his knee is not so bad, but he's going to be back, and no no troubles with that. Um, in other news, in national news, Aaron Hernandez also from the Patriots or was from the Patriots. Um, he wrote another letter another letter from. From jail. I mean, what else is he going to do in there? Well, he, he's writing letters, and apparently he's, his penmanship is unparalleled. Uh, but he he wrote a letter, and uh, he says, A, I'm not guilty, and B, I'm a good guy. Trust me, folks, I'm a good guy. <laughs> Re- read my jail letter. <laughs> read my letter from jail, and I'll tell you that I am a good guy. So uh, anyway, let's get into this real quick before we end the show. We have top three breakfast cereals. Uh, do we have... Do we have, uh, you have yours figured out? Yeah, man. I okay. got All right, I, number three. Number three, um, I'm going to have to go with uh, Reese's Puffs, man. Reese's Puffs. Reese's Puffs. goes with Reese's Puffs, number three. Uh, that guy behind you there, B- Bacon, I'm sure he's got a b- breakfast uh, breakfast choices. I'm going kind of lame on my third choice, and this is just because I'm getting older and I have to be a little more health conscious, but I genuinely enjoy the flavor of the original Honey Nut Cheerio. All right. Honey I, Nut Cheerio is number three. Uh Unparalleled. I, I I have that for for breakfast with my fruit of choice and my ice water, and I, I like to think that keeps me healthy. Yeah. Uh, I, for number two, I'm gonna stay in the honey ballpark. I got honey bunches of oats. Oh, good call. Honey bunches of oats. Mm. I, the only reason that's not on my list is because I put the honey and not Cheerios. On you my you list. need something honey. Number two for me is some a cereal that you may not even know of, and they bring it back around October, usually around Halloween. It's the Boo Berry. They used okay. to have Count Chocolate and Booberry, and they had the strawberry version, which I forget what that was called. But Booberry was the blueberry, kind of like Lucky Charms with the blueberry theme, and it was. I used to get so excited when I had a chance to eat those. So, all right, you want my number one cereal? All right, well, hold on for, for my number one cereal. For cereal, I, I actually I do something a little bit different. I told you about that. I That's mix right. my cereals. So, as my number one cereal, I'm, I'm doing a little bit different. I got. I mix. Fruit Loops with Apple Jacks and pour milk over it. That's the key to keeping it sexy, isn't it? And I put a banana in it. Wow. Well, I wish I could put my banana in it, if you know what oh, I'm saying. Oh, wow. Wow. Anyway, Fruit Loops and Apple Jacks. All yes. right. So, okay. So, this, what, this what is you got? this. I grew up as a young lad. Before you had to watch what you eat, I, I grew, grew up as a young lad. And my number one overall. Cookie crisp, Daddy. Cookie crisp. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Listen, we got Hellmouth coming in on Friday or talking with us on Friday, uh, possibly. If not, we're going to talk wide receiver. We're going to talk running backs and quarterbacks. So uh, we'll see you on Friday here on uh, the afternoon drive on 1450thesportsbuzz.com.
It's time for the Afternoon Drive. Welcome to hour number two, Afternoon Drive. Trevor Get Bacon Kelsey here with you for the next 60 minutes. My parent John's will be joining me here just shortly in studio. It's Monday, so every Monday we'll catch up with Wick Terrell of the Red Reporter, get some Reds updates from him. Obviously, the Reds have been on red hot, no pun intended, I guess, there, over the last couple weeks. Nine of the last, winners of nine of their last 12 games, and a lot, a big series coming up with Arizona who they have a five-game lead on in the wild card. So a sweep couldn't all but, I would think, put Arizona out of their misery in terms of that race. Not to mention a huge series is coming up with both the Cardinals and the Pittsburgh Pirates. We'll talk about that a lot more with my man Wick Terrell from the Red Reporter. Kevin Mitchell is Batman, as he's known to all his friends on the Internet, as well as other, uh, I'm sure, other sites he's known by their items. We won't get into that, and I'm sure he doesn't want it to be known as well. Uh, later on in the second segment, uh, DJ Yates out again today. He's doing the houseboat thing still. And yes, Perrin, I do put everybody's business out there. And with that being said, wanted to say hello my man Zebo out on the board today again for the second straight show with us, doing a good job keeping it down, watching a little old school wrestling in the other room. I've been watching old school wrestling here since like 12 o'clock. Now, putting people's business out there, and a lot I want to get into. Obviously, Louisville comes in number nine, the AP. I want to talk about that a little bit. Ryan Braun has somebody new to blame for his apparently taking PEDs and much more. But as I do put everybody's business apparently out there, and DJ Yates is on a houseboat. I think he's coming back today, so he's probably not on a boat anymore. Him and T-Pain have gone their separate ways. I, I was learned coming about maybe 20 minutes before the show that Apparently, our man, Brandon Zeller's over here, is a stand-up comedian, which blows my mind because I've never heard you say anything funny on the show. Except for all the times that you laugh when I say something on air. Yeah, but that's just to be nice. Right, I'm just, right. yeah, you know, it's like, you know, when your girl says, oh, it's, it's okay, you tried. It's the effort that matters, honey. You know, that, that's about what it is. Now, do, give us a plug. Now, you do some stand-up comedy. Is that right on the weekends? Yes, I, I do the open mic at Comedy Caravan. Starts at 5.30. It's free, 99, for all you Scrooge McDucks out there who don't want to spend any money. Look at that. You just laughed. Well, okay, so you made me giggle a little bit. All right, good job. Is that one of your acts? Is that one of your – what kind of no, – are you like a Seinfeld? Do you do like uh, observation humor? Or do you – Actually, last night I told a joke that I wrote and nobody laughed, and then I just was myself, and then everybody laughed. So did, did you just, just walk off the stage when no one laughed at you? No, like I started talking to the guy who books the show and was just funny to him, and everybody – Thought that was funny, so I'm gonna just go up there and be myself from now on. What kind of? So do you usually script your jokes out? This is how many times have you been out there? Uh, two or three times, a few times. Are you like D from Sunny in Philadelphia? Do you have to like keep down the the, the regurgitation no. while you're on there? No, no, I've been on stage before, but um, no, I've I mean, yeah, I've wrote jokes and people have laughed at my written jokes, and then I've forgotten jokes and. People laugh at me just talking. So, well, I have to come. I, well, I, I tell you what, everybody, get out there this this Sunday. This Sunday at uh, where's it at again? Comedy Caravan. Comedy and Caravan. Five thirty. If you're if you're interested in me, Brandon Zellers, uh, I will be bringing you a podcast Ooh. on LiveSportcaster.com with some local comedians and some other local people. So, if you think I'm funny or entertaining, look for that soon. 
All right, well, there's your free plug right there. Yeah, if we're going to put everybody's business And, out of course, there. once you get finished with that, you can always get make sure you get yourself home in time to watch Sunday Sports Buzz at 11 o'clock. Ah, uh, actually, I'll be participating. Yes, which will be doing the audio, uh, or be the easy floor director out there and helping us out. Put that show, we were out there last night. Got called up to the major league. My man, Greg Brom, uh, did the show last night. We'll be, of course, at 11 o'clock every Sunday, 11 p.m. is uh, Louisville's only live call-in show. You can chime in on there each and every Sunday at 11 o'clock on Channel 21. Real quick before we get going into everything, I want to remind you, obviously, uh, we've been very, very busy here at 1450 uh, on all our, 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 our interns doing stand-up comedy, but uh, obviously Matt, our man Matt Dennison, who's got everything covered in terms of local sports. I mean, he's been all over things and throughout the last year or so and helping us do play-by-play, and he's going to be now leading the charge in terms of IU Southeast Athletics, where, of course, our uh, intern right now is a student as well. Starting September 9th, our man Matt Dennison will be Bring you the weekly Grenadier Sports Report every Monday night at 7 p.m. at Tucker's American Favorites on State Street. Great place. Go get some food. Stop by there an hour early, get some dinner, hang out, and watch Mr. Dennison talk with coaches and athletes of all different sorts from IUS, including head basketball coach Wiley Brown. And, of course, I want to remind you, also on top of Mr. Dennison's accolades in terms of the IUS show, we got, of course, high school football starting up. Are you excited? You're a manual guy. Aren't you? Are you not aren't, Seneca? I thought you went to Manual. Both. Oh, uh, so you got kicked out of one and couldn't finish the other. Right. Okay. So, well, Seneca, you have no desire for. Now I went to Wagner, so I don't get pumped up by high school hey, football. Hey, whoa, whoa! I have a desire for <laughs> Seneca. Like those those thugs are really good yeah, at playing yeah. football over there. I do like to brag to some of my friends that when you look at uh, you talk about the powerhouses of St. X and Trinity and and all the, the the powers that be in high school sports in Louisville, Wagner is the one who has a running back in the NFL. Not Trinity. They got a kicker. I didn't count. Sanex has nobody. Who does Wagner have in the NFL? Alfonso Smith. He's the running back and the only one that can stay healthy for the Arizona Cardinals. Former Kentucky Wildcat as well. That's, something, Wildcat. that's something only you would know. Yes. And, of course, Mayo is represented by Michael Bush and uh, Pryor represented by East. But nonetheless, high school football getting going this Friday. We got you started. We got you covered big time last year, and we got to get going again with Matt Dennison. We'll have you with a Wendy's pregame show coming up Friday in New Albany at Providence to start all the action up. We'll have all the games for you as the year goes along, all the big and best games in high school sports here in southern Indiana and starting with New Albany and Providence this Friday night. Make sure to check that out. And I'll tell you what now, if you, once the game is over, don't turn the station because there's nothing better than not only Mr. Denison's postgame show where he breaks down all the action that you've seen, but our man Mr. Douglas Wolverton with the high school report where he gives the scores of all the state, the, all the scores across the state from the night that was high school football in Southern Indiana. There's no better show to listen to. I'm telling you, there's nothing better on a Friday night around 11 o'clock, 10 30, 11, and get all the updates of what happened in high school sports to the smooth jam voice of Douglas Wolverton. I mean, it just, it will, it will just make you sit back and melt in your seat. There's nothing better. We're going to talk to Wick Terrell in the second segment. Before we do that, I want to get into a little bit of Louisville football. Obviously, over the weekend, Mr. Zeller's uh, AP poll comes out. Louisville had been number nine in the USA Today poll, which was released a few weeks ago. AP came out with their first poll this week. Louisville coming again at number nine. Not too much of a shock, really. Uh, me and Nick had discussed this on Friday on Inside the Press Box, which he'll be doing again, I'm sure, to a more detailed extent at 5 o'clock when he follows me up here in about 45 minutes. Uh, Louisville number nine, not a real surprise. You look at the eight teams ahead of them. Obviously, Alabama getting all but two first-place votes. Again, no shocks there. Ohio State getting one of those votes at number two. Oregon and Stanford. Georgia 
getting a first place vote. I, I don't know who the Georgia alum was that had a vote and thought it'd be kind of uh, bleeps and giggles to give it to him, but nonetheless, I'm sure it's somebody who has a uh, probably married to Mark Rick's daughter or something like that. Half of Georgia's defense went to the NFL last year, right? Yes. Uh, well, they I don't know how uh, much they lost specifically. Uh, well, like half the first round came from Georgia's defense. I know that. Yeah, they didn't. Well, so does Alabama, and they still recruit. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Georgia, South Carolina coming in six, A and M seven, and Clemson eight. So really, no argument. I guess it's if you're Louisville, you can't really be mad about anybody the eighth that's ahead of you. But you have to be happy when you look at it because you guys think obviously Alabama will play Georgia, South Carolina, and those schools can help eliminate each other. As while Ohio State will obviously have a tough schedule through the Big Ten, Oregon, Stanford will end up meeting at one point, and it's Clemson. I mean, come on, dude. Well, one for one, Clemson plays South Carolina through the year, and two, it's, it's Clemson. I mean, they're, they're going to fold eventually at some point. I'm sorry, I. To make anybody, uh, any Danny Ford old school fans upset, but this is a 1980, and you're not going to win a national championship again. I do like how we are right ahead of Florida, like Florida's ten. Yeah, yeah the Florida. I looked at Louisville when, when I was asked this question. I thought about it. I didn't think Louisville, I was really. I kind of surprised. I didn't think Louisville would get to nine. I didn't. I, it's a great spot for the Cards because you are in at least that top ten, where if you do go undefeated, soft schedule or not, and it is. I know it is very soft. You can still, and with the teams ahead of you somewhat maybe eliminating themselves, you do have a chance to get up into that top you know, three or four, God forbid, even two. If you, if you do your work and you do undefeated and, you, and hopefully you know, things bounce your way, obviously you can't be – everything is not going to be in Louisville's hands to the, the full degree. They're going to need some help from some other teams. I don't know how much Alabama is going to help them with losing. I don't think it's going to happen very often, if any. Ohio State's another one that I doubt, really don't see. When I look at the Big Ten, I like the Big Ten is strong this year, but a little not as good as it is normally in the past. I mean, Penn State's still down. Michigan State's got a solid team. I'm not real big on Michigan myself. And Wisconsin is going through a whole new coaching change, so you don't know how that's going to progress. So Louisville's got a good chance at number nine to at least be able to build from that spot. And better than being in your you know your 20s where you had to fight all the way up and because more often than not, what the schedule level has, they're not going to go up more than a spot per week with each win, if they're lucky. I mean, if a team loses ahead of them, you're going to might move up a spot. But more than likely, Louisville is going to more, more likely float between that 7 and 8, 9 area with winning each week, despite being undefeated. And they're just going to have to kind of hope on the people ahead of them. But you know what? Clemson, I don't see Clemson going undefeated. I don't like I mean, I like Clemson. Todd Boyd's a great player. I don't think Clemson is good enough to be – a team that's not going to avoid more than two or three losses, especially when you play South Carolina. I don't trust South Carolina to go undefeated, and I think A&M is overrated this year. I've said it already. I think that this is a team that more than likely I look at like an 8-4 and four type team. I do not see them as being a top seven team. I don't think they're better than Louisville. Well, they lost, I really don't. They lost all their wide receivers and their left tackle. Yeah, the offensive line, the offensive line is the biggest hurt. That's one thing that hurts with Louisville, too. you got to wonder if that offensive line can be good enough to support – a running game as well as keeping Mr. Bridgewater off his back. We're going to take a break, come back, switch gears a little bit, get a little more in this one. My man, Perry Johnson, wins me again. Of course, also getting some Kentucky football talk as well. Uh, Stoops saying today that there's the race for quarterback down to two. But the problem is he won't tell us which two it is. That little sneaky Stoops, I swear. He's, he's a little sneaky little SOB, isn't he? He's so clever. Uh, I'm pretty much going to guess it's Whitlow and uh, Max Smith, though. We'll break that down. I'll see Perrin and myself what think we think he's going to be the starter in that position as well. Before we do that, we're going to switch gears. Talk to Rick Terrell from Red Reporter. Get some Reds baseball talk here on a Monday edition afternoon drive, 1450 The Sports Buzz, 
1450thesportsbuzz.com. I've got a sweeter song than the birds in the trees. Well, I guess you say what can make Welcome back, Afternoon Drive. I'm man Andrew Farrell. I mean, Parent Johnson joining me in studio today with the new <laughs> Stylin' Fauxhawk going on. You're just so cool, my man, Parent. I just want you to know that. Uh, not really. Don't care that I tell everybody you're a Fauxhawk on the air. I know you're I mean, a little you more. You just did. You're a little more. Is it okay? Yeah, yeah it doesn't matter sure. anymore. Good thing, good thing it wasn't like, you know, some type of STD. <laughs> rocking, no. rocking the herpes with us <laughs> no. here, Parent Johnson. No, we're, we're, keep, we're keeping that on the uh, the website with, for the paid the, viewers yeah. only. Yeah. <laughs> you got to use the bathroom, Parent. Just go ahead and go. Don't say anything. We're, we're going to do like an insider edition to the 1450sportsbuzz.com. And to get all that information, you have to pay nine ninety nine a month <laughs> to find out, to see an actual picture of the faux hawk, and to find out yeah. what's going on in the plumbing of Mr. Baron Johnson. All right, let's waste no more time. Why? I mean, I swear to it's a Monday. It has to be. Uh, let's get over to Ox before they get buzz line because it is Monday. And talk to a man who covers a team that's been hot, hot, hot. The Reds and Wick Terrell from Red Reporter, Kevin Mitchell's Batman. Wick, what's going on, my friend? I'm just sitting here shaking my head at you guys, man. I tell you what, I'm doing well. What's going on, fellas? Wick's questioning whether he puts these interviews on his resume for future <laughs> references. He's, I don't even know if I want to put these podcasts up. Wick's uh, doubting whether he's agreed is was a good idea to agree to do these shows. Wick, uh, you, you know, you joked a couple weeks ago and said the Reds are undefeated since you talked to me and Perrin, and you're not far off. Nine of their last twelve games, they have won. Starting going into night now, big series wild card implications. On the line versus the Diamondbacks, Arizona took two out of three versus the Reds earlier in the season. But tonight, the Reds have Bronson Arroyo on the mound. He's been a lot better pitcher at home than he's been on the road. How does Bronson go tonight against the uh, Diamondbacks, as well as uh, Singrani, Leak, and Latos match up with this team in this four-game series at home? Oh, Arizona's uh, a good squad. They've been every bit as hot as the Reds have been lately. They're 7-3 and three in the last 10, and they're coming off of a a pretty solid series against the Pirates uh, over the weekend where they did a pretty good job of beating them up, too. Um, Diamondbacks took two to three the first time. 
that also featured Johnny Cueto's worst start in three yeah. years. I think he gave up like seven seven runs or something like that in five innings. It was around the time where he was starting to to, to you know feel bad off that lat injury. Uh, also, our oldest Chapman blew a, a save that you know that would have given him a. Uh, a winning series out there. So it was a little bit more even. I expect more of the same this go-around. Uh, both teams are hot. Uh, I wouldn't be at all surprised to see a lot of home runs. It kind of seems like both offenses have been just kind of teetering in that period where they're about to break out. And uh, I think it should be a real fun series to watch. There's, there's a lot on the line. And, you know, it's it's the time of year in baseball where it really, uh, really starts to pick up. And with the Reds lead the Diamondbacks in the wild card race, uh, which they've done pretty much. They've kept them at bay for most of this this season uh, by five-game lead now going into this series. A red sweep, would that put a nail in the coffin for the Reds in terms of anybody challenging them for that possible wild-card slot if they don't get to the Central Division title? Uh, barring any foreseen uh, collapse, I would think so. I mean, the Diamondbacks have uh, a couple series left against the Dodgers, I think, in the West, so it's going to be kind of hard for them to, you know, I guess I would put them, what, nine games back with uh, 34 to play. Uh, I, I think that would probably be the biggest comeback in history. I know a couple teams would come back from seven in that time frame, but yeah, a, a sweep would certainly uh, do pretty much everything possible to put them uh, as far away as possible and kind of can you close the close the deal. Talking to Wick Terrell, Red Reporter here, Kevin Mitchell's Batman. Uh, one one game in this series I really kept my eye on, and that's Game Two. You've got uh, Corbin, who's twelve and three. He's been kind of slow for the Diamondbacks not getting his last couple of decisions, going against Singrani, who's been about as hot as anybody has this month. How's that matchup fair tomorrow night against the Diamondbacks? Well, Corbin had a heck of a start against the Reds last time out. Yeah. I think he went uh, eight, eight innings, uh, gave up three three hits. And that was the Chapman-blown save, wasn't it, I believe? That, that was the, yeah, the Chapman-blown save where uh, I think actually Jay Bruce had two home runs in that game. He had a solo shot off of Corbin. Uh, and then came off and hit a home run off of Heath Bell in the ninth to give the Reds a, a quick lead, which brought Chapman in, and then he gave the lead back up for them to lose four to three. So uh, Corbin's he's he's uh you know he's their ace. He's absolutely their ace. He's having a breakout season uh, up until Matt Latos got you know dinged with his last uh, with a loss the second to last time out. Uh, they were both twelve and three, and they were leading the league in win percentage at, at just over eight hundred. Um, so he's you know he's been very very good this year. Uh, Reds. You know the best part. The best part of their offense are all left-handers, and he's a lefty also. So uh, I think it's going to kind of be up to a little bit of the right-handed bats to see what they can do against him. Um, but he's going to be tough. Uh, as for Singrani, I mean, the the accolades are going to start rolling in if he keeps this up because he's been as electric as uh, any pitcher in you know uh, the the Reds dugout so far this year. Latos has obviously been fantastic, but. Uh, any pitcher who's been good enough to make you kind of forget about the fact that Johnny Cueto has been out for most of the season, that just tells you how good he's been. And so uh, hopefully it'll materialize into a pitcher's duel because uh, it looks like it's got every uh, every chance for that on paper. Yeah, and when you look at the rest, leading down the stretch right now, obviously um, the Pirates, the Cardinals, and Reds, they're coming down, and they, they all play teams above five hundred for the most part. Uh, which team do you think has the most likely chance to finish as far as avoiding the the wild card matchup game? Because you know everybody's trying to avoid that game because that game is so difficult. I feel like you know the, uh, David Schoenfield, who who writes for ESPN Sweet Spot Blog, actually put up a, a post about that yesterday, where he was kind of trying to break down who was in the best scenario, and kind of surprisingly, he went with the Reds. But when I started reading through it, uh, I, I really kind of understood why because he banks this part of the season specifically on how well starting pitchers are pitching. And when he looked at all three of the rotations, he basically said, look, the Reds have five guys right now who they can count on 
and are pitching very, very well, and that's really hard to argue with. The Pirates, a couple of their guys, Jeff Locke specifically, who's an all-star, has really faltered since the break. Um, their bullpen, who has been taxed heavily, heavily over the first you know, three-fourths of the season, has really started to wear down also. Uh, and then if you look at the, the Cardinals as well, their pitchers, they've rotated through injuries over the course of the season too. Um, he makes a pretty good case. Uh, I, I like the Reds' chances as they, as they currently stand. They're spotting uh, the Pirates two and a half games, which doesn't exactly help. But they're really set up to make a great uh, a great run, and it's really hard to count them out at this point. Talking with Trail Red reporter Kevin Mitchell's Batman here, Oxmo for the Buzzline after your draft. Uh, you mentioned Singrani as hot as he's been, and you even threw Lados' name out there. When you look at their numbers in this month, I mean, it's it's almost eye popping. I mean, Singrani's sixteen innings, he's given up just four runs, struck out twenty one, with an ERA at two twenty, and Lados' numbers not much off. Who do you think has had the better month between the two? And with Singrani, this is a question I know I've asked you before, but. With his way as well as he's been playing, is it almost certain that it's looked to maybe just leave Cueto on the bench or the DL for the rest of the season and let him just get 100% healthy for next year? You know, it's really exciting that Latos is pitching as well as he is, uh, and this is what they expected when they traded for him. They expected a guy who could throw out a three ERA and, you know, uh, lead the staff and and be a Cy Young uh, finalist. So for Singrani to even, you know, have comparable stats to where it's a legitimate argument for each side, that just tells you how well Singrani's been pitching. Um, uh, it's really hard to, to, to pick between the two of them. I'm, I'm totally comfortable every time either one of them's on the mound because you know not only are they going to keep the team in the game, but when they've got their best stuff, they're absolutely going to shut the other team down, which has been just fantastic to watch. Uh, you know, the thing about Singrani, you look at his minor league numbers, and they all suggest that this is kind of what he should be doing, but nobody really thought he was going to be able to do it in the minors either, so he's just continuing to, uh, to, to surprise um, you know, but uh, either way, it's it's hard to argue with either one of their performances. It's uh, it's been truly uh, truly spectacular to watch. When you look at Singrani, Lado, Sleek, all very young, and you saw Quato under who just had injuries, but still young. I mean, even if, if the Reds had kept Travis Wood, he might be the best seven to nine pitcher in baseball. But unfortunately, with no offense from Chicago, has has had a, a, an unfortunate numbers wise, or at least record this season. But the record shows, you know, proof that record isn't exactly how good you've been. Other than maybe Dodgers, I look at some other teams. Do the Reds have, do you think, the best young rotation in baseball? And I know you're a little biased. You know, it's uh, you. I, I could say yes, and somebody could argue against me, and they wouldn't have a whole lot of great points. I could say no. You could go with the Dodgers, for instance. Uh, and, you know, that, that would be hard to argue against as well. Uh, St. Louis, when healthy, has every bit as good of a young rotation. They're anchored by Wayne Redd, who's, I think, a little bit on the other side of 30. Uh, but, you know, the Reds have, have really positioned themselves incredibly well. It's amazing how, what, in a five-year period, they've really, really flipped the script on being a, you know, an all-home run, uh, all-offense-driven team that scored 800 runs a year, but, you know, would roll out 15 different starting pitchers and hope they could just keep the other team to four runs. I mean, you look up on this last, uh, this last road trip, they win five out of seven games. They were blowing a rolls Chapman save away from winning six out of seven. They only scored 30 runs. So they're barely, barely scoring four runs a game, but they held the opponents to 15. And, and that's how they've won the last couple of years. And it's, uh, it's really weird if you look up in Cincinnati fans and media, it's almost like they still don't know how to react to having a, a power pitching team that barely hits. But you look up in the standings and heck, they're, you know, 16, 17 games over 500. So it's, uh, it's weird. But yeah, they've, they've put themselves in you know, absolutely that, that upper echelon of young pitching. Yes, I mean when you think about it, they're in the toughest division in baseball. And when you think, when you look at it, three the, the three teams are probably be in the playoffs in this division. 
Yeah, I, I think absolutely, especially, you know, this this little three-game or four-game stretch is really going to kind of uh, hammer that down. The Diamondbacks are going to have to come in and, and raise a lot of hell in Cincinnati to make sure they're they're still in this race. And the way the Reds are pitching, I just don't see that happening. And, you know, couple that with the fact that the Reds are pitching in one of the most homer-friendly ballparks in all of Major League Baseball, yet they're still, you know, 37-20 and 20 at home, and their ERA is just fantastic, and all their pitchers are pitching well. So, knock on wood, I hope I didn't just completely jinx them for the series. As long as you keep talking to us. As long as you keep talking to us, everything <laughs> yeah. will be fine. That uh, week, of course, last, we talked to you after that. The Reds have been so hot since that. I mean, embarrassing. I don't know if there's any better way to put it. The series against St. Louis back in the early part of the month where the, where the Cardinals just outscored them like they were playing football and getting seven points per run. <laughs> and, and since then, obviously, they've dominated Cubs, Brewers, a, some of the lower-level teams, but it's obviously it's the Reds' MO, beat the teams you're supposed to, and go 500 against the teams that are as good as you are. Arizona series aside, with the St. Louis series coming up next week, is there any kind of fear that you could overlook a Brewers three-game set, especially when you just split with the same Brewers team just at the end of last week? You know, there's there's definitely that chance uh, with a younger team. I, I would really, you know, I, I would be kind of worried about that as it's just sandwiched in between, uh, you know, two huge series and huge pivotal series down the stretch. Uh, the fact that the Brewers and Reds play each other so often, I think, will kind of mitigate that. Uh, I mean, they're facing Giovanni Gallardo, who shut him down this most recent time for one of the one of the outings. You know, they're going to want to get after him because he pretty much embarrassed him over the weekend. Uh, they're, they're facing Willie Peralta again, who they just knocked around significantly yesterday afternoon. Uh, they know all the guys they're going up against. You know, this late in the season, they've seen him, what, you know, 12, 15 times already. So I, I don't anticipate that much of a letdown. Obviously, how well the Arizona series is going to uh, go will help determine that. But I, uh, you know, with, with, with Bailey Arroyo and, uh, and, and Singrani catching those three starts, I don't see them really, really having too much of a letdown because there's just way too much on the line for that to happen. Talking with Tro, RedReporter.com. Now, Wick, you were dead on last week. You called five wins, and I believe that's exactly how many the Reds performed. I think you were dead. This is two weeks in a row you've been dead on in your predictions in terms of wins. Looking at the seven games before we get to meet up with you next Monday, and a lot to talk about next Monday with three games set with St. Louis coming up. How many wins do the Reds perform in the next seven games? Yeah, you know, I'm going to go five again. You know, I think they match up really, really well <clears throat> over this stretch, and uh, yeah, I'm going to stick with five. The Reds are rolling. Um, there's I, I don't know if it happened, you know, concurrently with Ludwig getting back or with Ryan Hannigan getting back or uh, or whatever. But this this team's starting to get a little bit of that swagger back, and uh, when they do, I mean, they've got all the components necessary. There's a reason why they were the the, the preseason in El Central favorites, and they're playing like it right now. So I'm going to go five and stick with that. With with your ability to call the wins and uh, with their winning streak, with you coming on, have you told your your bosses and the uh, powers to be at Red Reporter that they, no one else is allowed to come on this show with us, but only you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to roll with them while they're winning. We get an eight-game win streak, and you're never going to hear from me again. So, <laughs> uh, Wick, we'll hopefully we always catch up with you at any time. Wick Terrell, Red Reporter, Kevin Mitchell's Batman. We'll talk to you next week and previewing a huge three-game set coming up against St. Louis as well as the Rockies and, again, the Dodgers next week. Sounds good, guys. Talk to you then. All right, Wick Terrell, Red Reporter, again, uh, Kevin Mitchell's Batman with us every Monday. He's right, though. I mean, we've been parents since we've been talking with all three of us. The Reds have been on fire. Yeah, I mean, they've been winning nonstop, you know. Uh, Where did they beat the Cubs? And, you know, it's, it's funny. <laughs> I try to watch, you know, I'm watching, I'm always watching Dodger games. Yeah. But now I'm really, I'm really in tune to what the Reds are doing a whole lot around here as of late. And uh, I really want to see them, I, I want to see them win the division so they don't have to worry about 
fighting for that wild card spot. Were well, you going to go up to Cincinnati when the uh, Dodgers come to town uh, on the sixth, seventh, and eighth of September? Possibly. This is a great possibility. Yeah, it's a weekend series. No excuse. Don't tell nobody. Uh, it's a, <laughs> we'll be out of here on Friday. Catch your boy Puig a little bit. Yeah. It's Puig. If he plays, play? Play. Okay. the G okay. is silent player. I, I didn't know he came yeah. out and corrected everybody. Hey, hey, he's Cuban, man. Don't get it twisted. My play. uncle was so upset. He 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 happened to be randomly in New York to see the ne- the Yankees and Dodgers play in the last couple months. Yeah. He was in Chicago and got to see the Dodgers. It happens to be that the Dodgers were playing in both games, yes. and neither time did Plague play. He was so upset and he, uh, very, very bitter I mean, at the uh, Cuban sensation. You know, he doesn't like to speak to people. He just wants to play baseball. So, you yeah. know, it's such a team player. I wish Ryan Braun took that same uh, mindset. We're going to take a break, come back. Uh, I want to ask you about it. Uh, Ryan Braun. Yeah, yeah. Blaming again. <laughs> He's running out of people to blame. Now he's sounding like. Uh, uh, Uncle Larry, uh, Uncle uh, Lenny, whatever his name is, off Seinfeld, who thinks everybody's anti-Semites. Yes. <laughs> We're going to come back talk about that as well as some football news. We return Afternoon Drive, 1450 Sports Buzz. Motown, huh? Motown type of day, huh? No, for Mellow Monday. I so, just, I don't know. I was in a Motown. I was in a, a, a Motown mood for You should have told me Friday, so instead of getting this uh, Frohawk, I would have got a Jerry Curl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's all we needed. You just drip, drip, dripping everywhere and, around the studio. Well, well, if you lost me, you'd be able to find me if I the trail. <laughs> Can we get some soul gold music playing in the background? <laughs> <Silk is> smooth. <laughs> I used to have a teacher at Wagner. I don't want to say his name because I, in case he's listening, I don't want to embarrass him too much. But anybody who's went to Wagner knows what I'm talking about. He's a history teacher. And he had a soul glow, Jerry. Crow. I mean, it was beautiful. I think glistened in the in the lights. His collar was the, always wet. And, and there was a spot on the back of the chalkboard as well as behind his desk where you could see he would lay his head 
and rested against this. Uh, and he would, every time he'd get up, spot. there was like a stain, a constant stain yeah. on the chalk. And it never dried. It oh, it never. It was there for four years. It was hilarious. That's crazy. Good teacher, though. Good guy. He taught me many life lessons. Good deal. Good deal. Hopefully they're all positive. <laughs> no, none of them are. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Patriots released Aaron Hernandez after he was charged with murder, but under the terms of the new, the NFL collecting bargaining agreement with they signed, what, two years ago, I believe, sir? Mm-hmm. They still owe him either part, partially or full, all of the $3.332 million left in his signing bonus. They also did not pay him $82,000 for a workout bonus he received August 1st. He signed his contract extension last summer. How would he have gotten a bonus for August 1st? He was in jail. He was working out, but he was I'm in just, the rec room. Hey, 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 don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> hey, he was working out at the facility yeah, he was, day. He was, he was pumping iron. But what, was, day was he, what day was he officially arrested? I was before August first, was it not? Dude, look that up for me, Zola. Yeah, real I think quick. it had to be. I want to say it was because that wasn't it's too long ago. It's been over a month. Yeah, I mean, we're in August nineteenth, and it's been way more than a month since he's been arrested. Well, maybe the workouts were the OTAs. I'm assuming, so they okay. probably own the OTAs. His signing bonus was 12.5 million, and the CBA does not allow teams to recoup portions of bonuses if the player is incarcerated. I I know they rewrote that really good once they, <laughs> once they rewrote that up. I mean, What's is there it? not a clause in it that says if you executionally style kill somebody, you're a void of being owed Remember, any money from that point on? He is accused. He is not oh, guilty. To me, pre- he's innocent yeah. to proven guilty. Yeah, do not sue me, Aaron Hernandez. Yes. 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 You're no. allegedly executionally styled killed. Yes. Someone while you're chewing bubble yum and drinking you. The final installment of Hernandez's bonus are due, were due in March, and it calls for him to receive $3.25 million. The only person that's actually complaining about this is his attorney because he so, wants the money. So with that being said, sir, does he deserve the money? No. No, no. no, no. Should he get the money? No, he shouldn't Why get not? the money. Why not? And if he does get paid the money, it's not, he's not going to see a dime of it. That's going all to court fees and lawyer fees and... The rest of it will be a trade-in for cigarettes for, for cash and, and prison fees. I was about to say, they could put that on his commissary, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's how that works. Oh, uh, you guys are so... Trevor, you got me. Yeah, what's man, the equivalent the of that man, in terms of cigarette worked, okay, money? He killed somebody, possibly. Possibly. Possibly, possibly killed somebody. He is still due his $3.25 million. But not for not for a season where he's not going to play. He has a baby girl, though. What if he doesn't? Well, maybe, you know, these are things that you should think about at 3 in the morning instead of going out to a mile away from your house with a semi-automatic weapon intentions of going to jail. What they were saying was is that Odin, Odin Lloyd said he knew about him killing some other people. Oh, so that makes it better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what they're saying. Oh, well, then he had to go. That's a oh, go, of course. Oh, Trevor, Trevor, He had Trevor. to be called on home yeah. if he knew about <laughs> other people that he'd killed. So yeah, so he he had to get rid of the loose well, ends. Trevor, Trevor, you know that man deserves that money. He worked good. He didn't get he didn't get rid of all the loose just ends. Just because just because he shot some people, possibly. <laughs> just because he possibly shot somebody, he possibly murdered somebody. I mean, I'm with you on this one though. He is owed it because he hasn't been convicted of anything. Thank I'm you. with you. But and he does pay. He, he has a daughter. Okay. He has a daughter okay, and just, a fiance. That's yeah. okay. It's good for him. And I doubt they were working. Okay, I'm, I'm I know the daughter's not working. She's well, like, cl- yeah, clearly. She's, she's two months old. Well, mom needs to call Mary Maids and get a job or something. <laughs> oh, Trevor. She needs to get in the oh, workforce Trevor, Trevor, right Trevor. away. I mean, the Mary Maids were already at their house, right? <laughs> yeah. Like once or twice. She found an application while yeah, they were there. There you go. Well, in other news. I mean, how can you expect to pay somebody 
for a season they're not going to be active and he hasn't been to a practice sure, he hasn't been to a meeting he was doing his OTAs before he shot I mean Odin is he telecommuting he Lord, is, he, is so. he telecommuting from the, the prison via uh, internet and plus you, plus the Patriots signed him like everybody signed the piece of paper yes that's what a contract is right it's a, a binding document no the Patriots As would always. want their money back if, if they you know or if they've messed something yeah, up they wanted, I mean? they wanted that money back from Michael Vick when he was killing them dogs yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> there's another binding guy it's called the Constitution that says they'll I kill. That's actually the. Uh, right. that's, a, the that's, a, that's not the Constitution, but it says don't kill somebody. Yeah, you I don't get you. paid. I understand that. Yes, yes, yes. Oh <laughs> Lord. Well, in other news, the in Miami Miami PD are investigating a report as where LeBron James was given a police escort on the wrong side of the road to make it to the Justin Timberlake and Jay Z concert. TNZ reports that an investigation has been launched to find out who authorized the escort. James is seen in his video on Instagram driving on the wrong side of the road. And to receive such preferential treatment, you have to write a written request to get that preferential treatment. And um, Mostly set for presidents, the Pope, yes, funerals, yes, and apparently yeah. LeBron James to a concert. Yeah, so now the Miami PD initially denied the, the involvement. Now officer with the agency tells them they are under investigation because the police escort would have been breaking protocol now here's what's funny now they're saying that there are rumors that jay-z would not start the concert <laughs> till lebron james got there so the police determined it was in everyone's best interest like so people didn't <laughs> riot and, and like tear up sun life stadium to get lebron to the concert asap okay <laughs> so my question to you is are the police wrong for saving a ride at the concert by getting lebron escorted to the concert asap when you put it that way no you're i mean basically <laughs> saying you're basically saying the city of miami would have burned down if yeah. lebron james didn't make it to the concert jay-z doesn't start on time is that there's ever been a concert starting on time anywhere in america can you, can you imagine jay-z like hold up yeah, LeBron's not in the building. We got we got to wait a second. Oh, well, I'm not go- I'm not going on. Now stage. to avoid a riot, it's hard to say. Oh, they they stopped the riot, so they, what they did was wrong. It's hard to, to argue that. But you're telling me, and I, I've watched first forty eight enough times. <laughs> you're telling me that the Miami police didn't have something better to do than give an escort to LeBron James to a concert. <laughs> yeah, how, how, many, how many how many how many drug deals and and and, Joe, and John Doe's were being serviced in, on the, on the path that they passed? On the way to drop off LeBron James to I a mean, concert. I mean, you never know. I mean, they're in, they're driving down Ocean Drive, you know what I mean, or whatever. Yeah. And why wasn't LeBron there? Was he, did he really have something better to do? It's LeBron James. He always has something better to do. You couldn't get there early? Wait, is there something better to do than hanging out with Jay-Z? I'm kind of uh, with Trevor on this one. Like, how do you not start hanging yeah. out with Jay-Z at 11 a.m.? Hello, You're I'm, a personal invitation am, to Jay-Z's I am, concert. I am the best player in the world. I am LeBron James. Me? I am the four-time MVP. So what? You're, like, practicing or something? Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> I have an indoor basketball court at my house. And you listen to... And I had, I had on five headbands to cover up my hairline. Yes, I do have that better things to do, like work on my Now, game. was Jay-Z the headliner so he wouldn't headline until LeBron? Because did Justin Timberlake say, screw it, I'm performing? I don't know. That's get it over well, with? Justin Timberlake can't go on without Jay-Z. I think they probably open up the suit and tie, I'm assuming. Well, that's for, for Jay-Z's things. performance, but I'm assuming. No, 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 but that's what I'm saying. You bring them both out together, then have probably Timberlake going to his set and Jay-Z going to his set. You know, Jay-Z <laughs> has 12 number one albums. You know who else has done that? I don't know how. Only the Beatles. Ah, okay. That's surprising. He has twelve albums. I did, couldn't have. I wouldn't have guessed that if you told so, me. I, I mean, had a lot. But. So LeBron, kudos to LeBron for saving the city of Miami the headache. That's oh, great. Yeah. Kudos to LeBron <laughs> for saving yeah. the for city causing of a Miami. traffic jam yeah. on a Sunday or Saturday night, whatever night this was. So I, <laughs> <laughs> Miami would be on fire right now if yeah. LeBron, LeBron didn't get did there. not make it. It'd it no. have been Watts all over again. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. I tell you, man, I'm telling you, you know I'm right. You know I'm right. But anyway, 
They won like a, a two-short concert. Uh, I'm not saying it. There you <laughs> go. There you go. This guy right here. A-Rod played. The, you watched the, the Red Sox-Yankees game last night. I, I saw the highlights. I was uh, I was doing, doing some fantasy football yesterday, so I was kind of uh, away from the, the television for most of the afternoon. Okay, what were your thoughts on the fact that Joe Girardi stuck his neck out for A Rod, I know he's his manager. I know that's his job. No, you know we just talked about this last week. You know if if he gets beaned, are they going to take his back? Yeah, and they and, and they did, yeah. and rightfully so. I mean, you know it's it's a, just because you don't like a guy. Do you think they, that's genuine? No, it's just you, you you should. I mean, even if you don't like a guy, you said to sell. I mean, there's you didn't play with everybody you enjoyed, even whether it be Louisville, high school, semi professional, whatever. I mean, you could, you weren't buddies buddies with everybody. I'm sure on your team, but if there was a a, a, a a beef. Russell, some, you know, dispute. Some, some beef. Yeah. That's what the kids say nowadays. A Jay-Z concert <laughs> not starting on time type uh, atmosphere going on. Yes. You know, you would have their back. And, and, you know, it's not just him taking – Girardi's not taking A-Rod's back, so to speak. He's taking the back of the Yankees when when he does the situation. And that is why I have no problem with him doing what he did. Absolutely. And so another thing I got to ask you, Trevor, is I got to ask you about this whole thing going on at Middle Tennessee State. Have you seen it? No. Inform me. Uh, Middle Tennessee State, there was a young man who went to go serve his country. His name is Sean Rhodes. He played recreational football while serving at the military base. And while he was playing recreational football, the NCAA has ruled him ineligible and making him red shirt. Now, him being a little bit older, I believe he's 24, 26 years old. He's 6'3", 240 pounds. That's a man. He's 24 years old. And because he played intramural football at the base, <laughs> he is not allowed to play this year. And then they said Mr. Rose is given sacrifice to serve his country, displaying not only leadership and all qualities. The NCAA wants student athletes to emulate and represent, blah, blah, blah. Basically, you <laughs> I know. I got you blah, blah, blah. Yeah, basically they're saying yada, that he's, yada, yada, yada. But I mean, basically in their statement, they're saying that he should – he is seeking a walk-on role, and he's paying for his own education. They don't, they don't, they don't understand why the NCAA is using him, his bylaws, as him being a guy playing intramural sports, which is something like. Did he get paid for playing it? He know it's intramural sports. You don't get paid for intramural sports. Hold on, time out. But you do get paid to be in the army. But he served his country. You still get paid. <laughs> he's, not, he's not playing a sport. I mean, but you're not serving you your country for free. You don't get paid to kill people and protect America. You, I don't think you it's get right. Yeah, you you don't, do. You're yeah, not okay. playing a sport. Shooting people and getting shot at is not a sport. Ladies, you don't get points money. for that. <laughs> Ladies, I don't think it's right to make him play, but you can't You can't make an exception. It's a black and white rule. And if, if the case is he did get paid for serving his country and involved in playing the intramural, um, then yeah, suspend him a, a little bun, bit. Then again, on the other plan. side, it's Middle Tennessee State. Who cares about the Blue Raiders? No one's going to notice some play anyway. Let the kid man. get out there. But it's Murfreesboro, needs- for God's sake. Thank sakes. you. Thank you. We are out of here. My man Nick Coffey is next inside the press box. It is 5 o'clock, ladies and gentlemen. He's going to bring you everything red and black. Football season is right around the corner. So much to get into. We are out of here. 1450 to Sports Buzz.